I got a call today about a father from a different country, parents in a different country, and they have a kid who's living here, homeless, suicidal. Of course, of course, as you can imagine, the tzaddik, the angels on the street that are dealing with him here, say, what a sweet kid, what a nice kid, doesn't have a bad bone in his body, super sensitive. Of course, he has a history of trauma which means that when he was a child under the age of whatever it was, that somebody hurt him really, really bad. And yet, the parents, their shita, it's mostly the father, hardball, he's going to take advantage of us, he's a manipulator, he's a Russia, he, we, we have to save the family from him, and it's such a shame because the guy who called me today, who's working with him, said they're going to – if something doesn't change, this kid is going to kill himself. He's going to be another statistic. And he's like, why? If it was my son, I see good. I see troubled. I see I see that he went through a lot of pain. But he's, he's he deserves to die. He deserves the death sentence. And he deserves on top of all of his pain that his parents should make him a yasim. Don't call us. Don't we're not giving you money. All of that stuff, and they think it's a shita, and they do it in the name of Torah. That's not what the Chazanish said. That's not what Rav Palm said. I can't. I don't have enough fingers to go through all the different maramakamis that we have. Where does it come from? Where does it come from? I decided you need tough love. I decided that I have to go against what the Chazanish said. I'm just picking that because that's that's enough. Chazanish said love. No. My kid's different, even though they know of the trauma and they see that he's suicidal. Until he's in a box, Rahmana Litzlan, they're going to be convinced that this is what he needs. And the professionals are telling him, why are you doing this? Why are you, t- why are you taking away, right, that he feels, my father doesn't like me. I have a friend of mine. I tell you this story all the time. A friend from home sweet home. He told me, my parents don't like me. And if my own parents can't see that I am likable and there's nothing to, to like about me, then I have no reason to live. And a few days later, he tried to kill himself. And he almost did. He almost did. My own parents don't like me. So now, even if you took a perfectly healthy person and then you treated him that way, you would have a cripple. Take your best kid. And start today treating this kid, I don't like you. There's nothing likable about you. You have no mileus, no virtues. I don't see your goodness. In a couple of weeks, you probably have a, a, it's a trauma. So we traumatize our weakest kids who have been traumatized already, who are suffering, whether we see the suffering or not, we turn on them. And instead of just doing the simple derech of every gadol batayra, we now take away parent, parental love and more important parental like and admiration and we make these kids feel it's worse if the parents would be dead parents are dead no but I have parents they're alive but they wish I would disappear they wouldn't mind you know a kid told me this he said yeah yeah they would cry by the Leviah yeah you know, they would sit shiva, and then once a year they would come and they would cry. 
but they basically would be much better off without me. Now it's true, because the kids are on pain. They cost you more money than 20 other children. They cost you more agmas nefesh and fear and, and, and all of this, especially if you're in the eye of the storm of rebellion. Yeah, your life would be better off without them. But it's your child. And we would never say that if it was physical illness. You could have a child with physical illness for 10 years, 20 years, and you sell your house and you sell your kidneys to pay for every kind of treatment and every kind of nursing and they, they ruin your life. You can never go on vacation. You always have to be bedside. You can't do anything. They can ruin your life. But if they have cancer or a physical illness, you would never think that. Adraba. On the contrary, you would say, every moment is precious. Right? Every day that we had him in our lives was precious. What do you mean precious? You ate Satmar Bika Chaylam food for eight years in a row. By the way, nothing against them. They make the best Bika Chaylam food. Right? If, if Lubavitch made Bika Chaylam food and Satmar put tefillin on people, I don't know. The world would cease to exist. So Baruch Hashem, we worked out that Satmar is in charge of the food and, and leave the tefillin to the Lubavitchers. What do you mean? This kid made you miserable. This kid made me miserable by getting cancer? This kid made me miserable by getting hit by a a truck, riding a bike? This kid made me... No, this kid did not make me miserable by any of this. I was made miserable by Hashem. You want to pick a fight with God? He can handle it. I'm not worried. And you have to accept that Hashem gave me a child with a disability or who was sick physically or who was sick emotionally or who was sick psychiatrically. This is what God gave you. God gives one person a lot of money and the other person is poor. God gives a person a lot of nachas and the other one is not getting nachas. Take it up with Hashem. But nobody with a physical illness, nobody would say, this kid took away 8 years, 10 years, 12 years of my life. By the Leviah, they would cry. They would say, oh, remember the time we went there and Mordechai and David came and Uncle Moshe came and, and he smiled to us and, and we slept there for a month. We didn't take a shower and we slept on a chair. And thank you to the doctors who kept our child alive and thank you and we miss him so much and we were so proud of him. Why? He didn't put on tefillin. What, what's there to be proud of? We know how to deal with physical illness. We know how. When it comes to this, they are the same sick. They are just as sick. They may be more sick in certain ways. They want to die. They're dysfunctional. And they need our help. And they need our love. They need us to be there for them that if we did a lie detector test on ourselves, they would see, you have to erase any tightness, any complaints you have against this child. You have to, you have to delete so much from yourself. You have to work on yourself, on your own trauma, on your own stuff inside to be able to not connect the bill, the cost, money, time, effort to this child because it's from Hashem. It's not from this child. They don't want this life either. Now, that's even the ones who are simply floating away. But the ones who are, can you imagine? A father told me, his child tried to commit suicide and he was so angry at her. I'm like, what does that even mean? What? Why is she doing this? She could have everything. Yeah, but 
she wants to die. We have the nicest house. She can get married. She can function. She held down a job. She has savings. Why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? I'm like, because she's she wants to die. One little dot on an X-ray tumor in the brain. Nobody says that, but here, because there's no X-ray, we think they have bechira. They could be better. You see, you see, two weeks ago, she was better. So what happened? We don't realize there's ups and there's downs. Rick Lavoie, who's a phenomenal educator, you should watch all of his stuff, even though he's talking about kids with learning disabilities, it applies to all of our children, but especially Kips. You could take out learning disability, put in trauma. Trauma kids, kids who went through stuff. It's unbelievable. He says the worst day in a kid's life with a learning disability is a day that somehow all the different clocks lined up and they were able to behave. Somehow they got up on time, they found their shoes, they made it to the bus on time, they sat, they were somehow were able to sit through the class, they were able to concentrate, they got a few answers right. He says it's the worst day of their life because after that happens, for the rest of their life, every single time, the parents and the educators say, but you see you could have done it, and they hold it against them for the rest of their lives. Right? Nachon? Right? They hold it against the kid for the rest of their lives because somehow it worked out. Some kids are on medicine and then they're, they add a, somehow they have a good day. Oh, you see, when you put your mind to it, you could. So everything else that went wrong in your life is because you didn't apply yourself. So instead of realizing that that's not true and taking your kid's side, we delete that whole thing. Kid's a manipulator. You turn on your kid. Manip, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah? Really? They know exactly what he's doing? I'm just curious. So where, where are they heading? Where, what, what did they gain? Tell me they know exactly what they're doing and they won a million dollars. Okay. They're manipulating and they're lying and they're lazy. Okay. And their goal is what? To, to be a nobody their whole life? That's their end goal? They're so stupid? I mean, they're cuckoo, but we all agree they're not stupid. So let's say we, we embrace them and everything and they're, they're so lazy that after a year or two or three, they're going to say, you know, I have such a great life, I get free ice cream at home and foot massage from mommy and daddy comes and gives me a hug. Everything's good, so I don't want to do anything with my life, ever. I'm not going to get married, even though I see my parents are married. Maybe that's why they don't want to get married. <laughs> that's a different group. Wednesday night. <laughs> that doesn't, that, that, a fake group. Anyway, I don't want to get married. I don't have children. Don't want to walk a kid down a chuppah. Don't want to have any, any bank account. I never want to be able to go on a vacation. Never want to buy something for someone. I don't want to function because life is so great. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. They're dysfunctional because they're in pain. And it hurts me so much that now these people have to convince these parents who are actively a part of pushing their child into the ground. They're part of it. At least don't be a part of it. At least be humble and say, hey, I really don't know how to deal with this, but I'm not going to be part of pain. If the kid is suicidal, they're in pain. Right? So I'm not going to cause them pain. No, they're actively, don't call us, the other children, the other children are not allowed to talk to you, all of that stuff. We don't have one TP family that does that. We have peace and we follow and any Shilas, we ask our Rav, and we're calm, and Be'ezus Hashem, they're going to come back. Comes the great question of the year of the decade, of the century.
Why would a kid become from if you don't pressure them and you just let them and support them to be not from? Why would a kid become different? I don't want to say talk details, but you know what I'm talking about. Why should they change if we embrace? Why should somebody become functional if we embrace them being dysfunctional? Isn't that the question of the century? That question we need to ask to the Baal Shem Tov. You can come in. There's tons of chairs. Oh, you signed in. You you online. You checked in online. Business class. So you want your spot. A lot of people. It's interesting how you gravitate to the same. Yeah, you guys are always there. I once had someone. I once, I once had somebody for a long time was like you know in their seats and somehow it was taken and they end up on the other side and for like the whole group I was like, my whole I was totally tzedrate but mishana mak and mishana mazel you never know, but it's interesting sometimes somebody walks in first it's a whole empty room they can choose any seat they'll they'll gravitate to their spot that's their comfort zone okay we had somebody that used to sit you sit you're two away from the end. There was somebody who used to sit, he used to come here for years, only in that corner. I would have to put a paper and reserve it. That's, he needed his, his, his window seat, but there is no window, but he needed, we need a therapist to figure out what's in everybody's brains. What was I saying? Question of the century. They went to the Baal Shem Tov. They went to the Chazanish. Same, same thing. And they said, we have a kid off the derech. What should we do? And they both said, the Baal Shem Tov said, Lahoiv Oysam extra doses of love. The Chazanish said, try to pull them in with ropes of love, which is not regular love. I mean, that's like romantic love. To move somebody from one place to the other. Nothing that's rejection. So all that stuff, the look in your eyes and the this and I'm not going to this and all these chishbainis is against the Chazanish. So the question is on them. Why should they ever become from if they're part of the family without a yarmulke, and everybody's smiling at them. Why should they ever become functional? It's the same question. How does the human brain work? Huh? What would Jackie Mason say? I asked you three questions and you didn't give me one answer. What we understand is that when you are embraced and you're a chalik of the family on our shoulders and we boost you to the moon and we support you for whatever it is that you cannot do, then when you can, you will. You're going to melt in. Life is very long. I wish that all of your kids tonight should have a Rafur Shalema. Amen. But if not, tomorrow's another day. And sometimes it's a year, and sometimes it's five years. Some of you have trained with people to the right and to the left who today their kids are from. And I know you forgive them. I know that you're totally happy for them. Why them and not you? I don't know. Some of them that our kids are from today, I think did a terrible job here, and I can't figure out why they got the Yeshua. At the end of the day, God runs the show. You know what I mean? I just got, just today, I got, I, I, I got a text from one of the people from, they were here a year ago. The kid is totally Shemitah Mitzvah. Why? Why them and not you? Ask Hashem. Go to the hospital. A hundred kids come into the cancer ward. Some die, some don't, some yes, some no. That's, you just have to do the best you can. So what we have learned is that our kids are good. Everybody wants to succeed. There's no amount, no amount of spoiling. Psst, I'm talking to you. 
There's no amount of spoiling that you can do that someone is who's healthy is going to say, I'm taking this train till the grave. At some point, they're going to want to feel good about their own achievements. At some point, they're going to want to get help to remove the knife that's buried inside of them. And what makes that happen faster is when they don't think we're against them. When they don't think that my mother and my father think I can do better. Now let's talk about that for one second. When I say don't judge, people say, I don't judge. Yeah, you do. Because when you say, I think if I went through what you went through, I would do better than you're doing, essentially, you're judging them. Anybody want to come down in the next Gilgal and be your children? You think you could do better? Guess what? When you're them, all your skills that you have won't be there. You'll be them. And those of you who had great skills and think that, oh, I can get past trauma. No, but it's not you. It's you traumatized as a child. And those of you heroes that you are that went through childhood trauma and came out strong, guess what? What worked in 1980 doesn't work in 2000 and whatever, 20 whatever. Kids today are weak. We see that. All the tzaddikim say, neshamas are very weak. Children are weak. So even if you're lucky that you were strong and you went through terrible parenting or terrible trauma, we have a lot of parents that went through trauma and they're suffering. But they're, they built a family. They're healthy. They're from. But they're, they're struggling in certain areas and then, then they could use some weed once in a while probably and a little therapy here and there. But basically either they'll deal with their issues or they won't. You guys are okay. And you survived. You're survivors. You were strong. You were survivors. But even you, survivors, wouldn't necessarily survive today because you would be brought into this world with whatever's going wrong here that our kids are so weak, whether it's, um, they say that the, that, that the diaries get weaker and weaker, so it's a weaker fabric, whether it's because all kids today are spoiled from, from the first time they come out of the, the womb, they're already spoiled and cushy, right? And, and that affects their ability to handle. You know how spoiled the poorest kids today are? When we were kids, you got a lollipop and shul from the candy man, right? What happened? You're in the middle of licking it and it falls on the floor and it breaks. And you cry. What happens? Nothing. <laughs> I already gave you one. Maybe you got a nice guy, but usually, too bad. Right? Too bad. Today, right away, oh, no, don't worry, don't worry. Give him, give him three, give him three. He went through a trauma. He had a lollipop, and then he lost the lollipop, and then he feels bad about it. Just give him a lollipop. Just, and, and I'm all for lollipops, and I would do the same thing. Some of us, when we were kids, you didn't have socks that matched. You didn't have everything that, that was perfect. And, and it builds resilience. Today, it would kill the kids. They would be dead. They're just... Why? I don't know. Why are kids so... So, Ashatkin told me, he deals with the strongest, frumest guys. Like, the top, the top yeshiva guys. He's not Ashatkin for the, the lower kids, you know, Nebuch, something's wrong with them and they want to work for a living. No, no, no. These are the top, the elite. He said, you know what's happening now? Consistently, these strong Bachram say, what are you looking for? Of course, they want to be supported forever. You know, like us, this guy tells his future father-in-law, the father-in-law says, what are your plan? What's your plan? So he says, well, first, I'd like to learn for 10 years, and I want you to support me fully. And then, 
I just want you to support me fully. <laughs> right? He says, you know what they're constantly coming up now they're asking for? I want a girl that's not going to give me any pressure. Huh? Imagine 20 years ago. 20 years ago, you could have said that? I'm looking for, I don't want any pressure. You're, you're the normal kid. You're not a kip. You're not a kid in pain. You're the normal steiging kid. You can learn and you're learning. You're, you're enjoying learning. You want to learn. You're, you're top of our production line. And consistently it's coming up. No pressure. I don't want any pressure. What does that mean? What? I, it, it can't handle pressure. Someone told me it's because of chemicals. Maybe. I don't know why. I don't know why. You read the Sadarius chemicals. Yeah, someone told me a whole thing. Actually, a Rav's wife, very into it. I'm not going to say which one because some of you may think that it's crazy. But they taina that aluminum, when you put it in the oven, it gives off a chemical into the food and that is killing our minds. And some of you are shaking your heads this and some of you are shaking your heads like this. Some of you are like, and some of you are like, it causes Alzheimer's. Here we go. We got one of them. It causes Alzheimer's. So it causes Alzheimer's in children that they they can't function early early onset. Whatever it causes stuff. I'm not getting into the topic. People, what? Okay, that's a rebut. That's your side of the story. Uh, who said nothing happened to you? Anyway, no. The the then people say the microwave, and then people say now the. The bug spray, I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Oh, that's what I tie in, right? Something that we have now that we didn't have when we were kids. Febreze. Must be the Febreze. There's a chemical in there that they, that they ingest it and it just, it makes you, it makes you not, not want to be able, no pressure. Bottom line is, it's a different dar. I think Rib Shimon Russell recently said it beautifully. I told you that, right? You watched that clip? He said, what worked, when we were kids, does not work today. It causes damage. It causes harm. He said, that ship has sailed. We have to just let it go. But why? But why? I don't know. It's a fact. To be mechanach children today, the way that we were educated, right? You wouldn't have successful children. You'd have psychotic children. You can't cane them, as he says in England. You can't patch them. You can't look at them constantly with an angry face. It's a different dar. That's the fact. So the answer to the question is that we have to deal with the reality. When you look at and you, you listen, I wish you would talk to Shomrim, what's going on out there, Rahman the fighting, the toxic environments in the home, the screaming, the yelling, the worst thing for the other kids, all because we can't just accept the reality. And that's your job every day. What am I doing to pull this kid in closer to me? Is it a text? Is it, it's gonna be everything. All of our tricks. Right? Love, love thy child. That's what it is. Pull them in with ropes of love. If you do something that causes them to feel rejection, you're going against the Chazanish. You're not gonna be successful. And it's not just the Chazanish. I'm picking that as an example. It's every Gadol Batayra for all of time. Rejection makes them worse. Makes them worse. And now, what changes? They're hyper, super sensitive to rejection. They cannot take it if you're even thinking, oh, what did I get stuck with? 
If, you, if they think that when you're singing, Al Hanar somebody dropped off the wrong kid. I did not sign up for this. And we'll end with this. Well, what I find, what I see here, if you look around in group, is that you are all somehow put into a system that you really came here about the trouble that your child is in. But you ended up in a boot camp of refining yourselves. When you become angels, and you become and you look at neshamas, and you see tzabrachan and neshamas, and you use only the tools of the Baal Shem Tev, of the Chazanish, of all of our tzaddikim. You change. Forget your kid. It happens to be good for the kid also. You change. Can I embarrass you? This, this woman came to me a bunch of years ago, before I had gray hair. And I believe that you could be mechanach 1,000 children perfectly. Right? Greatest mechanach, greatest mom ever in the entire world. But... No, 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 no. Don't clap so fast. But God gave her, unfortunately, instead of kids, the D somehow got flipped upside down and was a P. The worst mom in the world for Kips. Right? Give you a hundred normal children, mom of the year award. A Kip, the worst nightmare. She was a nightmare, a nightmare. All this gray hair. All, no, you were fine. All the gray hair. This is all her fault. I can't even... Maybe you have gray hair. You put on a shaitel. I can't. Maybe I could. I don't know. We have to look into that. But now, you worked so hard, like you need to do, like many parents, you could, You are now the mother of all kips. You can handle a hundred kips. Nabachi, what you had to go... A hundred. Yeah, because you know what? When you have one kip... It's a 24-7 job. Yeah, you could drop off. Everybody, drop your kips off at her address. They will be in good hands. You became a kip master. Master kipologist. Now here's the thing. You deal with one kip, it's a full-time job. 24-7, you go sugar. You deal with two, it's impossible. You deal with three, who has time? Who has, how could you constantly, you hyperventilate, you deal with four. The answer is, don't deal with kips. Change yourself. If you change yourself, not the way I deal with this kid, you change yourself to be a Taimed Devara Yid, to live with the eyes of Reb Gershon Edelstein's uh, Shlita, with the eyes of the Chazan, the way Tzadikim looked, your Rav, Ramata Frank, how does he look at the bums? He doesn't see bums, right? Hugs them all. Hugs them all. And anybody, all of you, all of tzaddikim, they don't see problems. They see struggling neshamas that we have to embrace and we have to lift up. You don't need to be Lubavitch to love Jews. It helps. It helps. There's a bumper sticker, right? You don't need to be Lubavitch to, you need to, you need to be Lubavitch to ask them to put on tefillin. But you don't need to be Lubavitch, you don't need to be Breslov to, 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 to be able to embrace those who are out of the box. That's our tafkid. That's our tafkid. You could be straight Litvish, straight Hasidish, because the Satmar Rebbe said to do it, and Rav Steinman said to do it, and I'm not going to go through all the names. And that's your job. But everything inside of you is is in a vrit. What is it? Mitnaged? 
right? Is like, how come I can think of a word in Hebrew that I don't speak and I can't think of it in English? How do you say that in English? Contradicts, going against. And what's the example that I give you? Yeah, move to England and drive. You're going to say, these people are crazy. They're all going on the wrong side of the street. But if you work on yourself, you work on yourself, it becomes not second nature, comes first nature. It's not a problem to drive in England. Once you learn how to twist, you just learn how to twist, you just learn how to change. You got to rewire yourself. You got to realize that I got to throw out that old American wiring of how to drive and I got to use a new system. It's the same thing in Kips, in Kipville, you got to throw out the old wiring. If you give your kid a finger, they're going to take a hand. Don't let them be lazy. Don't spoil them. They don't, they're going to manipulate you. They're going to take advantage of you. Old wiring, throw it out. And guess what? It's not just for Kips. Those of you that are smart, you can see that your regular children, you treat exactly the same way. There's no difference. The only difference is that Kips, Nebuch, in order to prove that I love you, you got to buy them Nebuch terrible things. Regular kids need regular things. But the treatment, Nafshikshur Benafshay, the Kesher Nafshi between a parent and a child needs to be on every kid from zero to any age and any stage. It never ends and it doesn't change. And once you go through this boot camp and you throw out all that, a lot of it is anger, a lot of it is frustration, for good reason, but you, you, you get out of it and you just become a love machine. You love people and you don't judge. You take that, you don't judge someone until you're in their space and you're never going to be in their space and you, you, you become that for real on a lie detector test that your insides changed. You can handle four kips. You can handle 12 kips. Cause it doesn't matter. It's who you are. The Balshemtiv, what would he do today? He could handle a thousand kips. Look at these tzaddikim on the street. Look at all these malachim on the street. We got no issue. Cause you know what? They don't rebel against us. You know why? Cause they know that we don't look down at them. Ta-da! All the rebellion is gone. Nobody, you know, someone told me a story. A kid came into the house and blasted music at night. A kid came into the house and shut the lights on Shabbos. A kid came into all of that stuff. Do TP on your kid. You have that? All different kips, all different stages. Anybody have that? And I hate that they write about it in these articles like you're writing about a kid who had cancer and wasn't treated properly. That's what you want to talk about? Why don't you talk about kids who had cancer who got the proper treatment and feel better? We have the right treatment. We got to get into that nefesh and we got to hook. And it comes from us. The way we look at them, the way we think about them. Yeah, but it's embarrassing. Right. That's why it's so hard. But I'm in pain. Right. You're entitled to it. That's why it's so hard. It's called a nisayon for a reason. It's called a challenge for a reason. I do not envy any of you. I hate the whole concept that we have to go through challenges. I would release you all from this if I could. But I can't. And you're either going to get on board. What do I always say? Two people in the ocean. One guy is having a great time and the other guy's drowning. What's the difference? One has a surfboard. TP is a surfboard. Get on top of it. 
Every tidal wave that comes, instead of, what do I do now? I can't believe this happened. And today he did this, and today she did this, and I know, oh, where did her hair go? And why is it blue? And I have piercings, and today they're straight, and then all of a sudden, today we're getting more problems. They're so confused, they don't know night and day. They sleep a whole day, they're up a whole night. They don't know night and day. They don't know right and left. They don't know straight and gay. They're total. What do you do about it? Light. You're their light. You smile at them. No matter what they're doing, you fill their heart with light. You're their light. When there's light, uh, all the little monsters run away. And the same kid that said, I don't want to live, all of a sudden they want to live. It takes time, but they'll get there. And the one who says, I'm an atheist, there's no God, all of a sudden they're... You know how many atheists we have? Without talking to them, no more atheists. You've got to carry them with so much love. Obviously, well, who are we to know? But we, we hope and pray that we are at the end of Galas. And this is the last tikkun. The last tikkun, in order for Mashiach to come, is not necessarily just to be from her. It's to take our kids back home. That's why it says, Dafka, it's so interesting, of all psukim in the world, what's Eliyahu going to say when he comes? The heishiv lev avais abanim. The lev banim alavaisam. doesn't say, the heishiv lev banim alavaisam. Don't talk to the kids. You got to go first. When your hearts return to your children, in all of the shmutz, and you say, I am with you in your pain. I believe in you. I am with you. And you really get this, right? You're bringing Mashiach. And nothing else will. Because the only tikkun for sin is ahavas And nobody does that more than you guys. So, I would like to give you all a round of applause for bringing Mashiach now. You are bringing Ahavas Chinam into this world. You are extending the love that parents have, the tolerance that parents have, because if this wasn't your kid and they caused you this much pain, adios, a long time ago, bye-bye. I didn't sign up for this. I don't know what you're doing in my house. I don't know who you are, but if you're not going to behave normal and nice and at least be appreciative, there's the door. You would cut this human being out of your life if it wasn't your child. So why are you suffering so much? Just tell them drop dead. Because it's your kid. That's the message to Hashem. Hashem, we're supposed to be like you. And guess what? You're supposed to be like us. That's what it says in Time of Devarah. When we use the midos of that we're using, we expand that Hashem uses that more on us. So we bring down love and mercy. But how am I supposed to love this kid? Multicolor hair. I saw recently one of these kids. She's from head to toe. She's ready for the parade. You know which parade. So she has different color hair. Pride hair. Pride earrings. Pride necklace. Pride clothing with very little clothing. Pride dress with very little clothing. Pride sneakers. Pride this. Pride. She's so proud. I'm like, what are you so proud of? You know, you can do what you want. You don't have to be so proud about it, you know. Yeah, and we and, and these parents are saying, Hashem, but it's my kid. But it's my kid. I'm not dropping my kid. And that's what 
the Bermaim Chaim taught us. That's what he did with his son. And that's what's going to bring Mashiach. For sure. No question about it. Hashem, we do worse to him than your kids are doing to you. Our sin, our disgusting stuff that we rebel against Hashem, much worse than what your kids are doing to you. We're much further away from God than your kids are. From, right? And, I, and we don't want Hashem to write us off. We don't want Hashem to do tough love. We don't want Hashem to send us to a boot camp. We don't want Hashem to send us to Utah. So, you are a dogma. You are an example for Klal Yisrael, you parents, of how to take the high road and to do what the Baal Shem Tev, the Chazanish, etc., 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 all of our Rabbanim and all of our Tzaddikim are saying to do. And there's only one obstacle. It's so hard. Get on the TP surfboard. I'm not going to say it's fun, but I've heard parents call me in crisis and they were laughing. It's like, you're not going to believe what she just did. So the other guy would be crying and, and I can't believe she just did that. And, and this is like, yep, page 642 in your book. Apparently, he, he's going through the book and look what, look what he just did and look what she just did. And it's much more enjoyable. It's much more predictable. We know how, how and what they're going to do. So I wish you all smooth sailing. Let's do it. Ready for group? All right. Let the fun begin.